0: plushcare.com slash weight loss. This is the Ocean Protect podcast, talking about the issues that face our oceans and what we can do about it. Presented by Ocean Protect, committed to change. Hi, and welcome to the podcast and the journey of exploring solutions to better protect our oceans. My name is Jeremy Brown, the co-founder of Ocean Protect, And as the name says, we're all about protecting our ocean. I'm joined for the series by Brad Dalrymple, who is our Principal Environmental Engineer. Welcome to the podcast, Brad. Welcome, Jeremy. Great to be here. I guess this first episode of our podcast is about introducing Ocean Protect, introducing myself and Brad and really setting a platform for what we're trying to achieve through the series of podcasts.
1: I'm excited. Like, this is pretty cool, has to be said. Two very passionate ocean lovers. Uh, We've got a little bit of expertise and experience behind us, I think, and I just can't wait to see where the hell this goes. Yeah, you're right, mate.
0: I first met Brad uh, going on 10 years ago. If you're able to see, Brad and I right now we are two very different people. Uh, I'm very, very good-looking. Yeah, again, two <laughs> very different people. <laughs> Gee, that took what a minute and a half for that to happen.
1: What is this podcast all about?
0: Well, we've been in business for for ten years under Stormwater Three Hundred and Sixty. Brad's recently joined our team. Uh, we, uh, I guess, have been doing this Stormwater. Uh, prevention for some time now.
1: Stormwater pollution prevention, yeah. Stormwater so that's been prevention. the focus of your business for the last 10 years.
0: Yeah, and, and probably the last 14 years. So I started oh, over right. in New Zealand. Um, but really, the last 10 years has been a big push. And I guess, through the culmination of public awareness, I mean now everyone knows about plastic in the ocean, everyone knows uh, that it's bad for you it's mm. very topical it's it's everywhere. Yeah. I think the culmination of, of all of that, and plus where we are as a company you know having the opportunity to have uh, good people around me mm. uh, yourself included but it's a, it's a real opportunity for us to go, well great, the world knows about uh, pollution in the ocean, but no one's talking about how it gets out
1: there yeah, and I think that's a big driver for my I guess from my personal interest, there's a lot of discussion about various environmental issues, including uh, marine pollution and waterway pollution, but I, I I don't see a lot of discussion about the source of that pollution. Like, for example, both of us know that uh, there's a lot of interest in marine plastic, for example, plastic in our oceans causing all sorts of havoc, but very few people know that roughly about 80% of that um, plastic comes from stormwater Uh, Like I recently read a book called The Rise of Plastic or Stopping the Tide Against Plastic or something, written by the so-called expert of plastic. But honestly, the word stormwater or runoff or urban just wasn't even mentioned once. Yeah, it's pretty funny.
0: You look through all these studies and like Google helps, you know. You go to all these – there's a website called – one earth, one, one ocean or one planet. Look, I, I'm not meaning to mock hmm. anything, but uh, well, I guess what I'm getting at you, you type stormwater and plastic and no one's drawing the dots up. So no. dance to answer your question, Brad, um, not only are we changing our company name from Stormwater 360 to Ocean Protect to better yeah. reflect what we do, but the reason is to try and use our, oh, look, someone said purpose before profit. Yeah. Gee, we are an organization. We do make money from building stormwater products. But we're about raising the, the awareness, not only here in Australia, but globally. Yeah. People aren't drawing up the dots. People know that, that pollution's going out to the ocean. And I guess it's just a great opportunity for us to have a voice because mm. plastic is just one contaminant, as you know, that gets every time it rains, it gets washed down yeah. uh, the drains and out to our oceans. So. Look, and it's a
1: massive issue. Like, if you just want to focus on marine plastic for, t- uh, for a little bit, um, there's a lot of discussion about it, there's a lot of interest in it. And, and it is a massive problem. Like, there's talk about, there being more plastic than fish in the oceans by 2050. I and mean, when that, that blows the mind, there'll be more massive plastic than fish by 2050. And obviously, there's a lot of initiatives associated with um, removing plastic whilst, when it's already in the ocean. But one thing, if you use the analogy of if you walked into a kitchen, and the sink was running, and it was spilling over out of the sink into the onto the floor. And there was a two inches of water across the floor. What would you do first? Would you grab a mop and a bucket, or would you turn the tap off? And I guess from my perspective, there's a lot of talk about the mop and the bucket um, in terms of removing pollution after it's already in the ocean. But I I'm really interested in actually seeing at least having a discussion and bring more awareness about, okay, what can we physically do and not just not just us but collectively, um, what can we do to stop that pollution going into our marine environment?
0: You're you, you really big on, mate. You know, so much talk is about single-use plastics. Mm. And, look, don't don't get me wrong, we've got to reduce the amount of plastics that we're using. Mm. But that's that's a really long process. Sure. You know, we'll we're, we're, we're worsen coals. You know, they've done a wonderful thing and stopped plastic bags. Mm. Okay, but there's, you name every single product that no matter how, how hard you try, you still got to buy it in plastic.
1: Yeah, plastic's you know. here to stay. Like I, I am, I've am, i got a multiple-use plastic water bottle. It's not a single-use plastic water bottle. I use it bloody all the time. But okay, uh, okay. look, plastic's here to stay. And both of us have looked down enough stormwater drains and in, in creeks, rivers, done enough beach cleanups, et cetera, to realise that it's not just plastic bags. It's not just plastic bottles. It's not just plastic straws. It's all sorts of plastics. And... I think it's going to be very, very difficult to reduce the amount of plastic we use in our day-to-day life um, to such an extent that there'll never be plastic because I think there'll always be a little bit of plastic, but we can certainly go a long way to actually preventing that plastic from entering our waterways.
0: Yeah,
1: actually Murray Powell, a really good mate of mine in,
0: uh, in Sydney, uh, he, he used the analogy of, of, of stormwater treatment is, is essentially we're the lifeguards, we're the mm. last line of defence. So, yeah, great, we have got to reduce the amount of plastic and other contaminants, for instance, you know, in, in Australia here, as you know, nitrogen phosphorus mm. and phosphorus and and sediment, that's mm. a really big picture. Mm. But, you know, really, if, if we try our hardest as the human race, we're still going to get accidental um, mm. spills, mm. litter, sure. you know. So, uh, look, just going back to, to, to your question, mm. you know, you know, Ocean Oceanic from Stormwater 360. So, just to finish that off, mate, look, we're we're, we're going to use this podcast as as a platform. Hopefully, you and I can learn a bit. Yeah. Um, hopefully, we can have a have a bit of a laugh. I'm sure we will. I'm sure we will. Um, and uh, and we can really try and get some um, interesting people because yeah. the the main objective of this podcast is to learn, we want to all learn, we, we're open to anything. It's not just yeah. about stormwater. It's about everything yeah. to do with protecting the ocean.
1: Yeah. Um, and there are some key issues facing the health of the ocean and what affects the health of the ocean affects the health of the human population. Um, so, like, obviously there's, we've had a discussion about marine plastics very briefly, but there's a whole bunch of issues that, that are affecting the, the health of our oceans climate change, overfishing. Um, what was,
0: oh, hey, what was that stat you
1: told me the other day? about? What's that? About overfishing by 2050. Yeah. yeah, no, but yeah, so there was a, there was a 2006 study, uh, I think in the Journal of Science, that um, claimed that by 2050 the, the fish stocks of the world would collapse. Now, a few years later, they there was a bit of a retraction of that statement, and I think uh, a lot of uh, fisheries um, industries have sort of said that probably is an exaggeration. But having said that, a very very large proportion of our fisheries are still significantly overfished. And look, the reality is, um, whilst I'm a tree hug and hippie vegan, vegan vegan, a lot of people do eat fish, and it's a massive source of protein um, uh, to the, the the Earth population. And we've got to be really, really careful how we manage that resource. If we just, just fish as much as we can, we are going to – being in a very poor state of affairs in terms of being able to feed the population in the not-too-distant future and, and as one example of uh, one issue facing the health of our oceans. Yeah,
0: you know, and, and, and something for you guys out there, when, when Brad talks about um, commercial fishing is, is, say, for instance, net fishing, we're going after tuna. Mm. It's about all the other species that you're capturing. Yep. Once they get on board, you don't need them they're all dead. And that's something I found <laughs> out the other day. I mean, that's a massive, massive problem. Yeah, well,
1: Jeremy invited me out to dinner the other night at a seafood restaurant, and I quickly uh, sent him, and a snippet of a presentation I gave just last Sunday, the Vegan Australia Day, which was forty percent of uh, of fish sort of intake uh, of coming from commercial um, fishing. Forty percent of the catch is thrown away or discarded as bycatch, and there's something like about six hundred fifty thousand um, whales, dolphins, seals. Uh, every year are killed and about 50 million sharks are killed as bycatch. Just, just one example. Like, So we've talked about a little bit of fishing, talking about bycatch, talk about marine plastics. We mentioned climate change. There are so many issues impacting on the health of our oceans. Whilst we come from, I guess, a stormwater uh, perspective, yeah. a, certainly an interest yeah. and certainly that's probably our area of expertise and, and passion, experience. And we're yeah. obviously passionate about it. I really want this podcast to be a sort of a platform to talk about a whole range of issues and not just the, the pressures that are impacting on the health of our oceans and subsequently us, but also some real solutions. You know, what can we physically do? What is realistic and what's a realistic time frame to work towards? Because I honestly think, you know, human the humans are amazing species. and once we know or have an awareness about a problem and a really good understanding of what's causing that problem, we're pretty good at finding solutions and actually implementing those solutions. And that's something I really want to explore in our podcast.
0: Look, moving forward, because we're we're obviously new at this, we're looking at timing, and 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 for people out there that are hopefully listening, we're, we're, we've heard that 20, Both of you, <laughs> yeah, <we've heard laughs> my
1: that, mum and <laughs> your mum. <laughs> I don't think Candy makes a podcast or listen to a
0: podcast, but anyway, just sticking to it, we're um we're we're going to tr- try and keep our podcast somewhere between twenty and thirty minutes. And really, the whole point of this podcast is introduce Ocean Protect, but also introduce Brad and myself. Well, so hang on you l- let's,
1: let's hear a bit. We haven't actually. Give me a bit of a lay down on 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 you, Jeremy. Like, so I, I know you, you. We met ten years ago uh, at oh, a, at a Stormwater Australia conference. i I was probably carving it up. You know, had a circle of. Admirers, uh, no, I'm kidding. No, it would have been at the conference, but obviously you've been in the stormwater game for a long time.
0: Yeah, look, I'll I'll start back. Born in New Zealand, went to a very private school. Look, to be honest, I uh, was just a horrible environmental offender. Really? Really? Yeah, mate. Wow. I I had no idea. I was a jumped up little... uh, who would have thought? Who would have thought? Uh, mate, I had no idea. I, was, I used to go and eat McDonald's with my mate um, uh, and would sit there and eat McDonald's in the car and then just throw the rabbits out. out oh, I mean, yeah. horrible stuff. You're right?
1: repenting for your sins. Is that what oh, look,
0: no, no, but that's no, going back to what you said. Mm. But by giving people opening people's eyes, yeah. then they realise what they're doing, yeah. then we can adapt pretty quickly. Mm. So, look, born in New Zealand, and, and I always loved the water. Um, we used to um, holiday in a place called the Marlborough Sounds, which is the most mm. pristine uh, sound, which I believe in New Zealand, or, mm. maybe apart from Milford. And, and I just always ran the ocean. And as you know, we've got massive coastlines in New mm. Zealand. I think there's more boats per capita than anywhere else in the world. So um, I've always had that love. Uh, I left school when I was 19 years old. Uh, uh, came over to Australia. I didn't want to go to university. Didn't know what I was going to do in my life, so I, I got into a, a bit of business. I was involved in an ATM company, and um, I never really liked working for myself, as you can probably tell. Uh, and then a made of mine, Mike Hanna, when I was back in New Zealand, I was actually really, I was between jobs. I, I, I was actually, I, I was, I was actually delivering fish at six a.m. in the morning uh to the restaurants that I used to go and hang out in. Like I was I was renting two places, one in Auckland, one in Sydney, and you know, I was you know flying pretty high and then all of a sudden ran out of money and and I was like, well I don't want to go and work for someone. So I took a job you know, delivering um fish around Auckland and a made one Mike Hannah who um is the inventor of a, a really great product called the Enviropod or, or now I think the Litter Trap. Mike said, Look, come on mate and we'd been friends for a long time. He said, come on, come on, come and help me. So I, I fell into this by place of, well, of, of not really having an option to, to know what i do in my life, yeah. you know. And it was a bit of a, OK, look, I'll, instead of going to try and start a career and doing something, I went, OK, well, I'll, I'll go and, and help Mike out. And we used to go home to his place at uh, lunchtime. He used to sit me down. We, he, he is one of, uh, I think, New Zealand's leading storm engineers, a great inventor. And he taught me everything he knew. Uh, and once you learn about the issue. becomes very simple for mm-hmm. you to try and solve it.
1: Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365 day returns.
0: So uh, for the last 10 years, um, Mike owns New Zealand and, and myself and, and Wixie, as you know, um, owns uh, Stormwater or well, Ocean Protect Australia. Look, essentially, we've been doing this for the last 10 years. When we first started out, we were really considered to be, I guess, greenies. You know, the the only reason people would put these type of products, stormwater treatment devices, into developments is if they were forced to. By legislation. Legislation. And that's, as you know, that's taken a long time. Yeah. Um, You fast forward 10 years, and look, people are starting to give a – they start to really care about what's going mm, to the ocean. Mm. So there's that social aspect yep. of mums and dads going, hey, we, we, we don't want our oceans mm. dirty. We don't want our waterways dirty. So, yeah, for the last 10 years we've been living down in Sydney, uh, living on the northern beaches. Uh, nice. and And really trying to grow and, and, and trying to push our company forward. And what and we've been doing it for 10 years, it feels like it's been about five. Uh, we've had a bit of fun along the way, but changing our name to Ocean Protect, and really trying to raise awareness, mm. I feel, is the best thing. It's going to make me the the, uh, the most profit in, in, in my soul. Yeah. Um, purpose before profit. Yeah. Um, look, you know, look, we all we, people all have businesses, uh, but I really feel this is a great platform for us yeah. and, you know, and our company and, and all my friends and family to go, hey, let's talk about these issues and let's actually make a difference. Yeah.
1: And that's, yeah. I guess, part of this podcast is like the, by the time this podcast comes to air, Ocean Protect would have just launched. And, yeah. and so you're basically hitting the ground running. Obviously, you're building on all the success you've had with Stormwater 360, yeah. uh, which is focused on the installation and maintenance and uh, of, of, of Stormwater treatment devices. But now we're sort of adding another sort of uh, a few feathers to the cap in terms of advocacy and education and community awareness.
0: Mate, you bang on. Like, uh, innovation products are, is... One thing, Mm. but if you know, I think as you know, we're now investing in educational programs across Mm. New South Wales. We're going to open an online shop where we're going to sell reusable coffee cups at cost, and we're going to donate uh, money to any charity that you want. So you'll be able to go onto the shop, um, essentially, you know, buy a coffee cup Mm. for at cost and donate five dollars to say take three for the Mm. sea, or you know, whatever, whatever you want. So, really excited, Brad. Um, super pumped about this, (laughs) super Um, excited. And sort of going a bit weird, having talked about myself for a while, which is pretty unusual. <laughs> um, so without further ado, Mr Delrymple, well, Delrymple, the big deal, as we call him. <laughs> um, mate, tell us, uh, obviously, you know, you're from uh, Victoria up yeah, in Noosa. Yeah, a long time ago, um, yeah. Tell us about your
1: last 15 years. What have you been up to? Oh, Last 15 years? Look, uh, look uh, I, 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 I've been working as an environmental engineer for the last 18 years. So I, I, uh, I almost fell into environmental how old, en- how old are you? Would you believe I'm 40. Well, Can you believe it? Look, look at this baby face. I'm like a preteen Swedish boy. For
0: everyone out there, he's uh, <laughs> he's sporting a man bun.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, look, I, I I feel very blessed to have the job that I do. I, I get paid to go around and try and save the planet, uh, which I think's a pretty cool job. Um, I, I think it's ideally suited for me for various reasons and particularly the role I've got with those Protect... Recognizing, I've only just started literally this week. It's uh, what I've seen so far. And, I, and I, I'm very excited. And obviously, I've known you guys for a long time as well. So I'm pretty excited about seeing what we can do. Up until starting an Ocean Protect, I've spent the last 14 years working for a private consulting company. So my focus has been on uh, protecting uh, the water, health of our waterways and, and marine environments with a focus on stormwater, and it's generally been associated with working on development projects, so big master plan communities, so projects up to um, say with populations up to fifty thousand people, so new development, or working with a lot of councils uh, trying to improve the way that they manage their resource, manage their waterways, with a particular focus on preventing pollution going into that, those waterways. Can just just for
0: people that hopefully are listening, can you explain? When, when we say stormwater, let's dumb it down mm, yeah. because before okay. I knew yeah. about stormwater, yeah. why don't you explain uh, exactly how that works? When, when we say stormwater pollution, give us your 101 in, in yeah. a couple of minutes.
1: Okay, so when rain falls on the ground, um, it can go one of uh, a few ways. It can, it, it can evapotranspire or evaporate into the atmosphere or be transpired, like released from uh, plants, uh, and that's pretty common in a, in a natural environment, like a forested environment, but it can also – uh, drain into the ground um, and it couldn't, can make its way very, very slowly uh, through the ground eventually into some sort of waterway or, or, or like marine environment. But when it comes to stormwater, if rain falls on the ground and basically runs off, as in runs over the surface of the ground, that's what I would call stormwater.
0: Yeah, we're talking about highly urbanised areas, so we're talking about cities. Yeah. So, so in the olden days, hundred years ago, yeah. we had we were sitting here; there would be flax and grass and yeah. whatever. So naturally, it would rain, and it would naturally get filtered as yeah. it went down to the Brisbane yeah. River. Natural catchment, down. natural yeah. catchment.
1: It takes a lot of rainfall, like more than a probably 25 50 fifty millimetres in a day, to actually start generating any sort of significant amount of runoff. So, but when obviously, so that's again, 25 to 50 millimetres, so two and a half to five centimetres of rainfall in a day. That's a lot of rainfall to start generating any runoff. But when it comes to an impervious area, such as a car park, a roof, uh, a driveway, a road,
0: fast food outlet, fast food outlets, less yeah.
1: industrial area, commercial shopping centre, whatever. It only takes one or two millimetres to start generating runoff. So when you urbanise a catchment, you increase the frequency and volume of runoff. So that puts a lot of extra stress on our waterways in terms of that increased flow, volume, and frequency. So because the waterways are adapted to um, take a certain amount of flow yeah. um, over the course of a typical period, but also when you increase the frequency and volume of flow going into our waterways via stormwater, you increase the load of pollution going into our waterways and particularly our urban environments, the shopping centres, the commercial areas, the car parks, etc. Roads. 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 roads are a big one. We're gonna have a whole yeah. podcast maybe two on <laughs> roads. There's a not just an increase volume of, of flow, but you increase concentration of pollutants and typical, so, and pollutants that would never have otherwise uh, occurred in a natural environment, such as, you know, cigarette butts and Big Mac wrappers and Coke cans, whatever. And and, uh, those sort of pollutants just wouldn't occur, but all of a sudden them and high concentrations of other pollutants such as nutrients, heavy metals, nutri- uh, sediment, et cetera, they're discharging onto our waterways and that can cause significant impacts to the health of our waterways. Yeah, Because stormwater seems like a bit of a, oh, yeah, look, I know it's a, a thing. It's invisible. But it, look, number one, it's the number one uh, uh, source of pollution in, in our urban waterway environments. It's uh, a massive source of uh, plastic, uh, probably about 80% of marine plastic, comes from stormwater runoff. Uh, and to be honest, the, the way we manage stormwater currently is, wo- in my opinion, woefully inadequate. So, like the last four, 14 years, for example, I've been designing treatment devices and treatment strategies to mitigate this stormwater pollution load going into our waterways from urban environments. But, you know, what I've seen time and time again, uh, and this is one of the key reasons I've joined you guys, is that these assets, number one, There's not enough of them in existing urban environments. So the the percentage of of our urban environments that actually receives any treatment is just pitiful. It'd be, I don't know, it'd be less than 1% of our urban environment receives any treatment. So 99% plus of our urban areas is just washing into our waterways completely untreated. But number two, where we actually do have treatment devices put in, such as associated with new development, like you indicated before, sometimes legislation requires new development to put in treatment devices, we are woefully inadequate in terms of actually maintaining those devices. So devices get put in and essentially they collect pollution and after a while they'll just fill up. So they just won't work anymore essentially and that has to change. We need to start recognising that stormwater is a major pressure on the health of our waterways and marine environments and we need to do something about it.
0: Yeah, look, just go back, to one of the biggest ways I've tried to communicate uh, pollution – uh, from stormwater runoff is, is this analogy? You know, when you go out in a, in a car and it, and, it, and it hasn't rained for a while, and yeah, all of a sudden you get a downpour, and then the roads are, are greasy for a bit. Well, that that grease is you know you, you're everything that your roads have produced. So. Uh, To name a few, you know your fumes out of the back of your car come up. They settle down. Your brake dust, everything that builds up on that road, and when it rains, it becomes greasy. And then after ten or fifteen minutes, you're sweet. And it's that invisible stuff Mm -hmm. that has, I guess, the plastic revolution is 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 enabling us to have a voice. Mm -hmm. You know, just just going back to it, it, it's all the other things other than plastic. I mean, plastic's a huge problem, Mm -hmm. massive. But there are significant and even worse problems going on on a daily basis that I guess this podcast hopefully will, will, will bring to light. Yeah, and 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 that is our mission.
1: Yeah. So know? look. So what's the plan? So we've, we've this is episode number one. What does the future look like for Ocean Protect Podcast? I guess the plan is to try and involve as many people as we can mm.
0: from uh, a range of different backgrounds. Mm. Uh, I want to speak to politicians. I want to speak to scientists, engineers, volunteers, activists, children. I want to speak to anyone that wants to actually have a, uh, have a yarn. Yeah, There was this. Uh, there was a young lady who spoke to the UN recently, Greta. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. she was amazing. Talking about climate change. Oh, man, yes. she's just spanking yeah. these guys. Absolutely. Oh, Winner. It's so powerful. So, yeah. it, you know, any kids out there that want to get on, have a yarn, open to anyone. Yeah, so
1: but a key focus, I guess, is talking about the issues facing the health of our oceans yeah. and what we can physically do about it.
0: Yeah, for sure. What yeah. we can, what we can do as individuals, yeah. what we can do, and, and and talk to our local and 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 state governments. Mm-hmm. I mean, look, t- let's face it. You you um, you hit the nail on the head before. We're all not doing enough. No, and, and we will talk about those politics, I guess, yeah. so to speak. Yeah. You know, and, and hopefully in other episodes. But we are not doing enough. But that's because we're not educated enough. Yeah,
1: I think. Uh- people just don't recognise the problem and it's probably the magnitude of the problem and they're not making a connection, I think, in terms of some of the problems that the ocean is facing and what are some of the key pressures uh, contributing to those problems. And I I guess what we can physically do about it, sometimes when you talk about environmental issues, it can get a little bit depressing because you think, oh, the problem's so big uh, and the solutions are so out of reach. Why bother at all? But you know what? I think that's incorrect. That's what I really want to talk about. Basically if we don't do something collectively, it's going to be too late.
0: And Mm. you're going to, like, you know, children, grandchildren, A, they're not going to eat fish, B, they're not going to be able to breathe fresh air. It's going to be horrendous. And, look, we really need to act now. And, look, we're not going to be able to change the world instantly. We're having a stab, mate. That's right. um, And
1: I guess all this podcast can do is provide a platform to at least talk about some of these issues. Yeah, bang on. I'm excited. I just, like, I listen to a lot of podcasts and no one – that I have listened to is talking about the things that I want to talk about and you want to talk about.
0: Oh, for sure. And we're completely opposite. Yeah. Brad's um, vegan, uh, lives in <laughs> Brisbane. I, I I grew up in New Zealand, uh, eat heaps of meat, <laughs> smoke cigarettes, <laughs> drive, uh, drive a uh, – Old car, like, look, you know, it's all about learning. Like, yeah. we're completely opposite. But it's all
1: about we're growth. And bl- we're bloody
0: good mates, <laughs> and and we're, we're hopefully you guys will tune in for the next episode. Hey, look, Brad, it's been an absolute pleasure. It's been an, it's been an absolute pleasure. One hundred percent, one hundred percent. Well, uh, hey, thanks for listening, guys, and uh, we'll hopefully see you on episode two. Thanks for listening to the Ocean Protect podcast. If you'd like to find out more about us and what we do, check us out at oceanprotect.com.au